0: Welcome back. This is Season 3, Episode 4 of All Cooped Up Alaska, and today we're going to carry on the story about the Turban Otter. Now, the Turban Otter is the widely used aircraft in the Alaska Range, and before the Turban Otter, there were several smaller aircraft used, such as the Super Cub and the 185 and the Beaver. One of our longtime pilots in the area, Paul Roderick, has been flying in the Range since 1991 and is an excellent resource of talking about this progression of aircraft. Here's Paul.
1: Alaska Range is a hard place to access. I mean, you've got, you know, big glacial rivers, basically three of them that come together in Talkeetna, and you got big swamplands, and then you've got, you know, lower rocky glacier moraine, some of the hardest country to travel in in the world, and you've got front-range peaks that start, you know, basically 5,000 feet high and work their way up to, of course, 20,000 Denali and just an expedition in itself just to get into the big mountains. So the airplane was kind of looked after for and sought after to access, you know, basically, you know, for expedition support into the range.
0: The summer of 2021 marks the 25th anniversary when Paul Roderick became the owner of Telkina Air Taxi. He knows the progression and the history of the ski plane pilot pioneers of the Alaska Range. He explains.
1: In the late 40s and... By the mid fifties, you know, Don Sheldon and Cliff Hudson started operating the Super Cub, which was small, light. If you got it stuck, it was a manageable airplane to push it out of, you know, deep snow or unconsolidated snow or just varying snow conditions. And and then there was a leap made to the Cessna one eighty and and hence the one eighty five with a little more power. And and that seemed to have plateaued for a lot of years so basically if you think 60s 70s 80s and even right up to about the mid 90s it was just 185 only everybody thought well if you basically if you bring a bigger plane up there and you get them stuck it's you know it's going to be difficult to extract a plane especially if it's just a pilot and maybe a climber two or three
0: among the many pilots who have flown in the Alaska range over the years is Dave Hicks. And now Dave has also started his own business, N2 Alaska. And he knows what it's like to deal with the adverse conditions in the Alaska range. Here's a little story of when he got stuck.
1: I've definitely been stuck up there. And uh, had to spend the night. And I've gotten up there trying to get people out just before... A storm was coming in and the wind was so strong blowing down glacier that I'd get started going and it would uh, I couldn't overpower the wind. It would turn me 180. So those were a couple a couple of memorable memorable days old.
0: As a single pilot business owner and operator, Dave has stuck with the 185. One of the things that he likes about the 185 is one person with the climber may be able to get it unstuck.
1: It's got a lot of power, and I have the extended wings and sportsman's ball combination on a 185. So it just performs so well.
0: Well, the 185 is a three-seater and the pilot airplane. The Otter has a lot more room for gear and bigger parties, which has been advantageous for some of the bigger operators in Talkeetna, like Talkeetna Air Taxi.
1: But we also you know, fly rafters up onto the Telkina River. And we pretty much moved to just using the outer only for that because you're dealing with rafts and bigger, heavier items. So we end up using that and flying up on the gravel bars or gravel strips in the upper Telkina River. And so that's been kind of, in a way, it's really eased the operation of just trying to cram, you know, cramming rafts in a 185 and just big oar frames and oars was always a chore. This, you know, you have a big door, you can, you know, fit a sheet of plywood through it. And basically, you just, you know, it's easier to load up boats.
0: During the midwinter months and early spring, when the tour season has waned, the otters seem to stay busy in flying cabin kits out into remote areas in the bush. They are able to take on big loads of lumber and so forth, and are quite functional in the quick process of loading and unloading. Now, another topic of something that's a little bit unusual about what you would think of as cargo in an airplane is Icelandic horses. This is something maybe three years ago. There was a farm out in Big River area on the other side of the Alaska Range had a special request. They had two stallions that they had trained up, and they needed to be transported. Well, they contacted Tukin Air.
1: We got them comfortable around airplanes in that time and got them up to the airplanes we made a ramp up into the otter got you know did some trial runs up in and they yeah seemed to be i mean they were really docile friendly easygoing animals so then we loaded them up in the plane with some hay in there and decided well let's go out west and because um, basically we had to cross the alaska range and go to the what was called the big river area and there's a some people who were homesteading out there were starting a little horse farm out there and so we flew them out and they were actually some of the more yeah mellow well behaved passengers i had all year and um, so they just grazed and would occasionally look out the window and graze on a little more hay basically we were yeah really comfortable passengers
0: now icelandic horses are small horses they might even be considered pony size But they still, for them to think about loading horses in an airplane, took a lot of prep ahead of time in the training of these horses and being transported. They had been trained by um, a couple of really fine horse people who transported them up from British Columbia in a trailer. Margaret and Morgan of Alaska Range Homestead had some concerns about the horses being transported on an airplane. They had asked the trainers a little bit about what they should do. Here's Margaret.
2: They, we said, so do you think we should like drug them? Do you think we should sedate them for the ride? And they go, oh no, we'll just put some hay bales in front of them and they'll be happy. And they ate hay the entire way over to Big River and and in an otter.
0: It was helpful that the pilot, Paul, um, had some horse experience himself from having kids with horses. And they did spend some time with the horses prior to uh, taking off with them on board. Here's Paul.
1: Well, it took a little while to get them in the plane uh, but because we were putting them up the ramp, down the ramp, up the ramp, down the ramp, and then getting them used to basically getting into a, you know, a confined area. They were they trailered well, which was good. So we, they could go in and out of trailers, so we were just like, let's just take it to the next level and we'll build a ramp, trailer them up into the airplane, and, yeah, it worked out really well. And They were quite comfortable in there. They they barely moved the whole flight. This this basically 8 hay.
0: Now, Margaret explains a little bit more detail of the amount of time the horse trainers spent with these Icelandic ponies that were stallions, um, of how they were trained to be well-behaved. Here's her words.
2: And they traveled over here to Alaska with these folks, Tammy and Roy, with, um, on the road again, transport. We kind of struggled to find a way out here with them and Tammy and Roy are incredible horse people, um and they really worked really hard with our colts and spent a ton of time training them just maybe a month more than we had anticipated. The
0: strip that they landed on was a short strip only about 1200 feet built by an old timer named Bob and Paul explains a little bit about that part of the trip.
1: Yeah and it's like a maybe 1800 foot gravel runway and the landing was uneventful. There were a little hesitant to get out. One of them just jumped out. <laughs> the first one went down the ramp, and the second one, I think, once it saw that it was alone in the airplane, it just leapt out of the plane. And then that was that. And They, they continued to live out there to day, and that was probably three years ago.
0: So there you have it, the turban otter transporting everything from climbers to rafts to cabin kits to livestock
1: every time you're in the honor you're like you really realize i mean you're in the airplane maybe the best airplane you can think of i mean it puts a smile on your face every time you get in it you fire it up and take off and you know whether you're empty or or whether you have a big load it, it just it does what is asked and even more
0: And that concludes today's episode of All Cooped Up Alaska. Thank you for our special guest who spoke with us here today, and we hope you have a great rest of your week.
2: And um, people are moved off, You know, when they take the time and, and take a flight or go look and sit up at the overlook in Talkeetna, uh, the mountains and, and just get
0: an idea of how huge you know Denali is and how amazing the Alaska Range is and that was Suzanne Rust of K2 Aviation and the next episode of All Cooped Up Alaska will be a little bit more about flying in the Alaska Range and the spiritual upliftment of taking flights in such beautiful country thanks for tuning in and I'm Katie Ryder